Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the Lodge Cast Experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the LodgeCast Hotline. Brother Bishki here to tell you some of the hot upcoming movies we're going to be reviewing. If you see any of these movies and you have opinions about them, then please leave a voicemail at the phone number 1-877-565-1466, where you can call in your brief movie review and possibly be included in an episode. Don't forget to give us your bone count. Here are some of the hottest upcoming movies the LodgeCast will be reviewing. The Woman in the Window, rated R. A Quiet Place, Part 2, rated PG-13. In the Heights, rated PG-13. Once again, that LodgeCast hotline number is 1-877-565-1466. Love and light. Episode 103, Nobody. Hello and welcome to another edition of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster with me as always is Brother Bishki. Still back in the saddle. (laughs) And Brother Lucas in the back. We're back! We are back. We remain back. We are outside the Burbank 16, about to take it on yet again, and I couldn't be happier, guys. AMC 16 again! Oh my god. Still on the A-list. Better than ever. It's all working. Loving that A-list. <laughs> Thank you for all the AMC followers and lovers out there. Oh, God. Buying those stonks. So good. Yeah, keep those stonks up high. Make it go all the way to the moon. Tonight's movie is called Nobody. Stars Bob Odenkirk, and that's about all I know about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to know anything else. That's That's all I know. Do you guys know anything? I know a little more just because I read on a DeadlineHollywood.com interview the director and producer, husband and wife team, talking extensively about the movie. And all I will say is this, is Bob Odekirk trained... For this yeah. movie for nice. over two years. Like I think over two like, years. Like a solid chunk of his life was getting ready and prepared to play this role tonight. That's great. And that's that's amazing because the Lodge Mistress told me to tell you and all the listeners about an anecdote she has about Mr. Odenkirk. She was at an exercise class. It was either bar or some sort of uh, I, I like to imagine it as you know, 80s aerobics, but that's just me rewriting it in my mind. (laughs) And she said that out of the corner of her eye, there was a man that everybody was doing all the moves right in sync, right in step. And he was so wildly off base and just goofy looking. (laughs) She turned all the way around to see what was going on. And it was Bob motherfucking Odenkirk. I think his wife had brought him. 
And she said he was just way, way, way off. So bless him that he locked it in, figured it out, and is trained hard for this movie. Yeah. But it's also like, was he doing it comedically? Because the man is like a comedic I, genius. I asked her. She, genius. No, look, when she I was said in high school. She said there was true effort on his face. Okay. When, okay. I was, when, when I was in high school, no matter where I was, I had no curfew. My single mom was great. She let me like live my life. Hell yeah. But on Saturday nights, mm. I was home before midnight That's because right. I wanted to watch a little show on HBO called Mr. Show with Bob and David. Such, um, so good. Such a formative, it, such a formative I program. To, I had to see it yeah. in real time. I could not record it for later viewing. Like I had to consume it just with, with everyone else out there in the universe. Absolutely. In that Pacific Standard Time. So I'm a huge Bob Odekert fan. I'm, I'm familiar with Breaking Bad and, and Better Call Saul. But this <clears throat> this seems interesting. This seems outside his wheelhouse. So I'm I'm curious. So Bishke, you're you're a Mr. Show fan. I'm a Mr. Show fan. I'm also a fan of early uh, uh, Conan O'Brien, which he mm -hmm. wrote, and he also was a writer in just the greatest period of Saturday Night Live. You wrote the Matt Foley character for Chris Farley. Oh, wow, the I guy, didn't know that. The guy is a, Oh, yeah, he was also in Ben Stiller's show, too, yes. which was amazing. The uh, the Ben Stiller show. Yeah, the Ben Stiller show. And so the, the guy, most 90s program ever created, the so Ben Stiller good. show. So you wrote, good. He wrote a book called, I think, Lota Hooey. I went to Second City when I was living in Chicago and saw him in person. He was hilarious and very kind. I, I, I love the guy, so I, I really uh, wish him. He's got a funny drunk history episode, too. Check it out. Well, Bishki, yeah. as a super fan, I need to tell you, <laughs> there's a show. There's one I skipped over. There's a show a couple, out actually. there called Breaking Bad that went for five seasons. And then I have something even better to tell I know, you. I know. There's a show called Better Call Saul that goes for another, like, six seasons. It is Odenkirk heaven i'll be watching them all soon <sighs> i will i will watch them with you i will for, i want to force you to watch him brother bishke is a silver screen fiend he is yeah he's the marlon brando of cinema watching i'm gonna be telling you this for years until you finally pop the cherry and yeah. get into it it might be in my retirement but i'm gonna get to them all <laughs> <laughs> look for the record i i have seen yes both breaking bad and better call saul but this is a big butt. Mm. I have never seen The Sopranos. God damn it, Lucas. <laughs> All right. So you Do you want to start the TV lodge? We're the movie lodge. <laughs> listen. Listen, this is the, this is all I'll say about it for this intro of this episode. You can be a silver screen fiend. That's great. But you got to see Breaking Bad and The Sopranos. This is not a controversial statement. Mhm. Mm you guys went and you got vaxxed. You knew it was the right thing. You got to see these fucking shows. You know it's the right thing. Touche. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. I'm Look, I'm not opposed to The Sopranos. It's just like, it's like sitting down to it. It's like, I'm going to study, let's say, the Civil War. And it's like, fuck, this is this is a huge subject. Yeah. You're not going to breeze through it in a night. <clears throat> and it's I have like, to commit to this. I have to carve out time in my daily, nightly routine. Yeah, but if, and if, it's if, also like that ship has sailed. It's like watching Ken Burns' no, Civil no, no, War no, no, now. No, no, no. You guys... You guys, if you're watching Ken Burns' Civil War, you're not on the edge of your seat while busting a gut and enjoying some of the most beautifully crafted television ever ever put okay. on the screen. No offense to Ken Burns. You did a great job, but it's not a chore, guys. No, I know. I got to see it. Look, we will see it. Bishki and I will both respectively watch these shows. I know I know it's sacrilege, yeah. but, but, but for right now, let's go into... Yes. The, the final incarnation of Bob Odenkirk's current career trajectory tonight. 
which is he's playing nobody. He's playing nobody. I, I I don't know nothing about nobody. Ain't nobody better than Bob. Let's let's go see him. Let's do it. I think we're in screen four. I don't know nothing about nobody in screen four. No prestige in screen four. <laughs> nothing but, special about these seats. But we are happy to be back. The smell of the stained carpet oh. and the, the sound of the, the popcorn popping. Oh, let's get it, boys. Let's get it. Mm. Woo! back y'all we are back back tight that was tight (laughs) now lucas you made the observation before the movie started that you've been coming to this theater for 25 years is that true yeah it dawned on me as we were settling into theater four and what was weird like a pavlovian dog it was the sound <laughs> of like the amc angel where it's like yes like if you're not on amc a list or stubs <laughs> you should sign up and i was thinking like man where have i heard this voice before and then i thought like it hit me like i've been hearing this voice my entire life yeah, like dude. for yeah. And then I did the math. I was like, how many years have I been listening to this? And I was like, holy shit, like since the late 90s? Like that's 25 years ago as of like this year. We got to make a new wave song that's called AMC Angel. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 so, yeah, just to clarify, I, I, I went to high school in Burbank. And so I would go to the original. I, I refer to it as the OG Burbank AMC 14. Right. Which was actually a, a street parallel over on on first. I think where Wood Ranch is now, actually. Wow. Um, but anywho, that's old school. I was just grateful to be watching this movie tonight in a theater, let alone an AMC <laughs> theater, and that it survived the fucking pandemic in yeah. the year that was 2020. Because oh a lot of God. places like Ar- ArcLight and, and Pacific Theaters uh, did not. We got to do all three AMC Burbanks. Yeah, we got to we got to do the tour. We got to go around and visit Century all City. Visit all of them. We got to juke walk. the numbers. We got to we got to patronize concessions. We got to we got to refill the coffers yeah, and the cause, till because they are say, hurting folks. I will get say out tonight. There. It was compared to Discount Tuesday last week. It was a little sparse in there. Like, but once we got into the theater, there were, I mean, yeah, it was the late show. So, pockets. Yeah. There were pockets. There were pockets of, of people of yeah. livelihood. It wasn't just us. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this movie. But before we do, what's that shot? from Rotten Tomatoes? Emmy winner Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, The Post, Nebraska, stars as Hutch Manziel, <laughs> an underestimated and overlooked dad and husband taking life's indignities on the chin and never pushing back. A nobody. 
<laughs> when two thieves break into his suburban home one night, Hutch declines to defend himself or his family, hoping to prevent serious violence. His teenage son, Blake, Gage Monroe, the shack, is disappointed in him, and his wife, Becca, Connie Nielsen, Wonder Woman, seems to pull only further away. The aftermath of the incident strikes a match to Hutch's long-simmering rage, triggering dormant instincts and propelling him on a brutal path that will surface dark secrets and lethal skills. In a barrage of fists, gunfire, and squealing tires, Hutch must save his family from a dangerous adversary, famed Russian actor Alexei Serebryakov, Amazon's McMafia, and ensure that he will never be underestimated as a nobody again, period. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't read that schnapps. I didn't yeah. I don't need to know any of that going nah, nah. in. I mean that that covers the plot for us. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't need to belabor the plot. And there's plenty of surprises in this movie that you should just experience. But I will say John Wick is now officially a genre. Yeah. We've seen <laughs> Beckman. Beckman. <laughs> We've seen John Wick, you know, three, two and three, and now we get nobody. Which and is which is all successors to the Liam Neeson taken franchise. Which also harkens back to the long kiss goodnight. This idea of dormant skills mm-hmm. being awoken in a satisfying revenge type way. Even David Cronenberg's A History of Violence yes. touched upon it. Yes. There's a tradition, but right now, deep well. Right now, there's a lot of Wick. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate because you know, John Wick is such a cultural phenomenon in a weird way that it's it's tough. It's like it's like movies after Pulp Fiction or you know the Tarantino movies. There's some great movies swimming in that wake, but because they came out when they came out, like Go, you know, they just have that Tarantino whiff to them. You know, some people don't give a shit, you know, but some people will ding things for being unoriginal. Omniscient editorial note. Derek Kolstad, the writer of Nobody, also wrote John Wick, John Wick Chapter 2, and John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Yeah, well, I mean, on the Wick ripoff, I mean, does it, what does this add to? I don't know. <laughs> or subtract? I mean, it's just, I don't know. Uh-oh. I mean, I was kind of hoping, because we get we start off with Odenkirk as this kind of lame duck suburban dad. And he's a nobody. He's a nobody. And <laughs> so I was kind of hoping, because you know it's going to be revenge. You know yep. some shit's going down. So I was kind of hoping for more of a straw dogs, like you know, let's, let's do this, but let's do it in, I don't know, like, let's not make him a superhero John Wick. Right. You know, but we get superhero John Wick. No, we do not. I mean, he, he, there's a crucial difference. There's one scene where he's not superhero. And that scene is the salad dragon. The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. There's an encounter on a bus. It's the first time he's really unleashed his badassery. The catalyst, too, is uh, his daughter's 
missing cat bracelet, which is tied to John Wick and that the catalyst for John Wick going nuts is his dog dying. Yeah. So it's it's pet related instigator. <laughs> and he's on this bus. There's some Russian hooligans that come on and you know shit's about to go down. They build it up, they build it up, they build it up. And he's like, I'm going to fuck these guys up. And then he kind of gets fucked up. Like that's yeah. that's the difference is he is getting mangled in this scene. He's getting stabbed. He's getting thrown to the ground. He's getting fucked up, but he's also fucking them up. So it feels different than John Wick and <laughs> that there are a bit more stakes. Like he's getting injured yeah. big time. In that scene, it's like a training sequence. <laughs> and then after that, it's off to the John Wick races, for, you know, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. But it made us like really work hard to get to that bus scene because I think what I was th so thrown by is I, I thought it was going to be a lot more comedy like sure. in the dark offbeat comedy of it all and yeah I was, there really wasn't and no. i was laughing occasionally but there it was only occasionally and in that first 25 minutes i think it took 25 minutes to get mm -hmm. on the bus sure I, I was like damn they are really taking this uh seriously and like it, well the it editing is funny it, it had this like darker tone or something the editing's funny as it goes through his life it's monday tuesday wednesday thursday just the the repetitive nature of his sad existence yeah but it's true like you have a comedy legend in bob odenkirk mm -hmm. and it's to the point where he is one of those actors where he can just be funny just sitting there you know yeah. but they do not utilize that in the early going but once the action starts you know i was laughing pretty consistently because i think that's where the thrust of the creativity is is how can we take this john wick model and show people a couple new things you know a couple new set pieces you know i've never seen a chair just fly in from off screen and hit somebody in the face in a hospital bed before there's like moments of extreme violence but like also using unorthodox weaponry that I found really, really charming. Yeah, I don't know who the writer-director team is. Feel, I don't know, it feels like, are they stunt coordinators or something? Because it just <laughs> feels like that's what the movie's for. Like, they don't, in terms of story or making us care, because there's, sure. you know, there's the relationship between Odenkirk and Connie Nielsen, who plays his wife, but you don't care about, like, really, like... I cared enough. I mean... I cared enough. And you got you got his dad is played by Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, I mean you obviously that you care immediately when you see Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> These people getting old. Christopher Lloyd is old. Oh. Michael Ironside is old. Riza is old. Riza is old. <laughs> Riza is in this playing Bob Odenkirk's contact. We don't really know what Odenkirk's history is. We just know that he's a badass. And he communicates with Riza through this uh, ham radio. What is that thing? <laughs> I think it's a ham radio. Yeah. He's heard and not seen for the longest time. But, you know, like the whole thing's just a framework for a John Wick revenge thing. So within that framework, I was more invested and entertained by this than John Wick 3 or even John Wick 2. Maybe even John Wick. Like... I'm no huge fan hmm. of John Wick. When I see Odenkirk as the vehicle of badassery, I connect with that more than Keanu because Odenkirk can act, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that helps a little more. I mean, I'm, I'm going to contrast this a little with a movie I'm, I might have liked more, which is Unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because, Ooh, because that is even darker. Because Ooh. Unhinged <laughs> is so simple. Right. It's just... 
Yeah. Russell Crowe being unhinged. He's having a bad day. And he's having a bad day. Curse it out. And it's just so simple. Whereas this, you got the Russians. You get a lot you got, of Russians. You got yeah. Russians on Russians on Russians. Once and then, it cuts to the Russian story where there's people talking subtitles and you're like, wait a second, these this is like another storyline all yeah. of a sudden. I kind of groaned a little bit because you're not coming to this for the plot and, and the more complicated <laughs> the plot or the more characters you have to introduce that have like these nuances that you're trying to photograph and get across. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we watching? I mean, I was charmed by that. I was charmed I, I by all the Russian uneven. stuff. I felt, I felt it was uneven. Like I was, I was just like, when I showed up, I was getting ready to like, you know, cheer the starting line and and never really came until that bus stop sequence and then when it did come i was like oh wow this is really yeah gritty and grounded and intense and real and then it was over and then i had to like wait like a, like a really long time for another <laughs> fight scene or something where i was like fuck like what movie are they trying to make here like this is not three days of the condor with robert redford or something you know <laughs> yeah. like this is not you guys yeah, are being not too hard on this it. is not a drama the Keep Russian, it simple. The Russian shit is funny. Whoever this famous Russian actor is, like, he was a charming big bad, you know? Yeah. And there was a lot of interesting little little ticks showing that it didn't take itself too seriously. But I could see how it is, you know, perhaps overcomplicated for what it is. Like, he could just really be trying to get that bracelet back the whole time, you know? Mm -hmm. But... I do like how when he does find the bracelet and realizes it was just under the couch the whole time and he just shrugs it off, that was the whole catalyst for everything. But it shows that he was so close to the edge that it was going to be anything that set him off. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it could have been anything. And I liked him slowly doling out more of his backstory often to people that, you know, are dying and then when he looks up halfway through his story, they're dead. So he just, he's like, whatever. <laughs> he, just, good, he just gives up telling the story and i like the stylistic shit i thought there was a lot of it's, you know it is heavily stylized the, the slow motion like oldies beat drops got, <laughs> there's too many you need to cut at least lot. half of those because there's just too many there's too many like cuts to you know sonat it's not sinatra but they got a lot of crooners on here <laughs> yeah and what a wonderful world yeah yeah not not the deepest or most interesting you know soundtrack yeah. selection and it slows the movie down too when you got these slow-mo sequences i don't know i just there's too many too many needle drops for my taste but anyway so things just keep escalating we get some we get some car antics he gets a car he steals his neighbor's car which is like a muscle car just like john wick <laughs> i mean it's it's right down the line you know yeah. so you have to really turn the wick memories off if you, if you want to enjoy it but you know owen kirk is game mm -hmm. you know he and he, he is he's fucking in shape in this yeah yeah. Like, holy shit. And you can tell he's doing a lot of those stunts. Like stunts. He's, he's jumping around and just doing these brutal action choreographies. Like, kudos to Mr. Odenkirk. But he on seems that. a little long in the tooth, too, at the same time. Sure. Like, but so is a, Charles Bronson. Same with Christopher Lloyd. Like, yeah, everyone's <laughs> just a wee bit, a little too uh, salt and peppery. But that's when, when we finally get to the Home Alone Straw Dogs, you know, finale at the <laughs> fireworks factory. At the fireworks yeah. at, the, at the Spark and Flame factory. Listen, you, you fuckers, when you see Bob Odenkirk, Rizza, 
and Christopher motherfucking Lloyd back to back to back shooting down endless waves of Russians. Like, what more do you want from a movie? Yeah. Better, better pacing, <laughs> better pacing, and a lighter, a lighter tone. And I wanted some realism. I wanted some some unhinged realism of you know of that first bus sequence. Yeah. It's like, oh, he is fallible. He can yeah. get hurt. He can get fucked up, but he still fights on. I didn't want you know the Wick superhero because there's no stakes. It's fun to watch, but there's no. And you do know he's gonna get out of a lot of it because it begins like a lifetime movie where yeah. he's being interrogated. <laughs> yeah. And he's already been through it. You yeah. know? Shouldn't do that, but go ahead and do that. <laughs> but I agree. The bus shit felt new. Mm -hmm. It felt different. But also, so he gets like stabbed in the side. So you really want to see him convalesce for like a month. You know, like there there has to be a bit of a balance to it. Yeah, no, you have to you have to have some superhero powers, but not all of them. Like, yeah, yeah, I I agree. He could have he could have gotten beaten down he, more. He, throughout. he heals fast, like Wolverine or something. <laughs> he does. He does. He heals really fucking fast. I also liked how just little stylistic things, like you know, you see Bob Odenkirk on the bus, and in the extreme foreground, someone blowing a giant you know, bubblegum bubble, you know, like just little things like that, that lighten, that yeah. lighten the mood and let you know you're here to have fun. Yeah. Well, they obviously put a lot of work into the the stylistics of it. Like they pre-planned. And the, and the, some of the choreography is shit I haven't seen before. Like when Riza shows up with his sniper rifle, he's using it as a sniper. Then he uses it as a bayonet. Then he uses it as like a bow staff while he's fighting people. Like I've never seen a sniper used as like a Donatello <laughs> bow staff before. And he's also using it as a close range sniper. And he shoots through three guys' heads in yeah. one shot. No, it's badass. It's badass. It's badass, bro. It's tight, bro. It was tight. It was kind of tight. Oh, my God. You guys are impossible. Let's go to them. Nobody bone. I can feel it in the bones. All right. Uh, fuck. Lucas. What are you doing with this? Yes, sir. We, we saw it in the theater. Come on. Oh, man. You, you know, what I loved about <laughs> the theater experience, for those of you at home listening, is even though it was a sleepy Monday night and, you know, 50% capacity, but it was even then like maybe 10% of that capacity. <laughs> 10% of 50%. There were still people in the theater clapping and yes. cheering yes. for certain mm -hmm. scenes. And, and you feed off that. Like, that definitely makes it a I lot heard you chuckling. Funner. Yeah. And I was definitely chuckling and gasping at some of the violence because it was just just like sexual in nature it was so violent it was just so fierce and rough um but i i was like yeah frustrated by this like kind of blue ball mentality uh pacing with like the editing between the fight scenes there was like i don't know too much dourness or something where i was like man i wish this was like it almost is like airplane because people are dying while he's telling his life story and <laughs> it I'm like, is. you're there like just yeah. lean into it just embrace the absurdity like maybe nobody too like dr strange love but instead i thought they were trying to have their cake and eat it too and yeah with the like his 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 uh connie nielsen like wife subplot and like the whole Russian thing it was just like from a different movie. It felt like, cause we have Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. And the RZA, it's like, this is the movie I want to see. Right. But all the Russian stuff, I was like, man, we've, yeah, I guess it is the, the three John Wicks movie. Like we've seen so many Russian <laughs> shit. And like, 
you know, uh, Eastern Promises, I think, was Russian. And <laughs> The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo might as well be Russian. Might I mean, well. like, it just goes on and on. It's just like, I'm so uh tired of like that stereotype i guess but i guess they're they're bad because putin's bad they're um, bad um, gotta get them <laughs> so look so yeah my bones were fluctuating wild this is where i'm getting at like because yeah. they were all over the place and and then when christopher lloyd and the rizzas showed up and were shooting it was like still like oh wow i don't know like i'm i'm, I'm torn but at the end of the day mm. i felt that that just yeah it, it was too long and clunky in the pacing so i'm gonna give it two and a half bones two and a half bones is not Ooh. bad is there any theater bump in there or is that two and a half it's a it's a two bone movie because it is like this john wick knockoff but i throw it the half a bone because it's like yeah bob odenkirk as the john wick and you got christopher lloyd as his dad and they're both teaming up and it's like man both these guys are way outside their their <laughs> comfort zone like this is this this should be parody this is parody yeah. but they're like trying to pass it off with like yeah these needle drop oldie hits because yeah, i don't know it was weird it was just a weird yeah like what are we doing here what if it was a different soundtrack with if, the needle drops. If it was a different soundtrack with with uh, more jokes and just like, you know, crazy airplane style gags, like visual gags, like it would be three and a half, four bones. I'd be like telling everyone to see this, <laughs> but it just takes forever. Like, I don't know. All right. Well, two and a half. We'll, we'll take what we can get. Brother Bishki, what are you, what are you gonna do here? You're gonna go below that, I'm a aren't you? Groucher. I gave my bone bump uh, for Mortal Kombat, so I'm not giving. You're that done with that. I'm You're not, done. I'm, I'm not giving a theatrical bump anymore. Oof. Um, if he dies, he dies. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I I mean, I don't know Odenkirk's arc because I missed Breaking Bad and, and Better it. Call Saul, so I don't really know him as a dramatic. I mean, I saw him in Nebraska and Little Women. Um, but, um, I don't know. Like, you don't have that built in hundred hours of love for him. Yeah. No, I, I like him as a comedic guy. Like right. that's how I know him mostly. So I wanted more comedy, you know, I wanted it to be simpler. I love the death wish movies one through three and, and peck, <laughs> cut it off at three and then peck and pop, you know, revenge movies, straw dogs and, and a few others. So I, that, you know, those, you know, kill a family member go for revenge like just keep it simple um you don't like this pet stuff i don't like the pet stuff i don't like the <laughs> the office intrigue and um i don't know there's a lot of different subplots going on but i don't i'm not huge on wick because as we talked about in chapter three or whatever that was called parabellum parabellum um <laughs> parabellum of balls that it is you know he's a superhero and yeah. I don't like, I, you know, when action movies, I want there to be death stakes. Yeah. And and action. Hashtag death stakes. Decent. Uh, it's not John Woo quality, but it's it was, it was, it was these are probably stunt coordinators. Uh, I'm going to, in the end, give it one and a half bones. What? I, I, I know, I know, I know. I, wow. I just. God, you're like a samurai with a sword, I, just slicing just to the bone. I got a new hothead. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> I um Did we, Lodge Master, were you feeling this emanating from him on the other side of you? No, because I, I, didn't, I, I couldn't I didn't sense I couldn't sense where Vishy was. Out, I didn't put out many laughs. He had the mask on. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> kind of fucked I was up born with it. It fucked up my read on him. He was real quiet. <laughs> real quiet. Yeah, uh, you know, I was quiet. I didn't I didn't laugh too much at what was there. <laughs> 
<laughs> no humanity behind this mask. But uh, <laughs> that's my take. Jesus oh, Christ. man. Pishki's the big boss. Like, you're the oh, Russian boss God. in the John Wick movie. Like, where it's like slicing us up. <laughs> All right. Well, dear listener. Wow. That's not that's wow. not the real deal. Like, you're going to put this on. You're going to have a few brews. You're going to have a few puffs. And you're going to get satisfied, y'all. You're going to get satisfied. This this movie is bone crunching, skin cutting, face pulverizing action. It is super creative, super stylish. You got Odenkirk throughout looking steely and great. Again, Riza, Odenkirk, Lloyd shooting. <laughs> endless russians and and using booby traps on them like using a hydraulic press on a grenade to blow up a whole room of russians what more do you want it's a crowd pleaser it it's, is a crowd pleaser yes of course it is and i was part of the crowd that was pleased i was laughing throughout i was intrigued by the beginning maybe because the editing was you know interesting to me i i liked i liked what they were doing with it and by the time we got to the bus i was ready for that big release and then when he started getting his ass kind of kicked i loved it i loved it i wish they could have followed through with that more because it did feel so new maybe that plus the john wick derivativeness of it is going to cost it in the bone department but i'm at a solid meaty three bones with this one okay. the theater bump would easily take it up to 3.5 but bishki i do respect your strong-willed adherence to not doing that anymore like this yeah. isn't the quarantine anymore we're not we're not doing quarantine bumps we're back to work we're back to life we're back in the saddle <laughs> so we're out there in it to win it yeah so you know no more bumps but it didn't need a bump it's a solid meaty three bones I don't know. Is this streaming yet or is this just in theaters? I think I would have preferred Thanks. this streaming. You know, when I was walking in, I was like, man, I don't know about this because I'm so used to seeing Bob Odenkirk on the TV. You know? <laughs> I think it's 20 bucks. All right. You don't need to pay 20 bucks for it, but it'll be on Netflix or Amazon or, or soon. Tubi. You're going to love or it. Tubi or Pluto TV <laughs> or Roku. Yeah. Watch it with a group. You'll have a great time. I promise. Quote me on that. But what do I know? I'm just nobody. So that's nobody, y'all. We disagreed on something. Yes. <laughs> is this so sport? sweet? That means we're coming back to life. Yeah. Is this the start of a new era? Like, yeah. this is great. This yeah. is great. We do it with love and light. Oh, yes. so much love and yeah. light. I respect all your opinions, except for Lucas. Sometimes you get a little too grumpy. <laughs> but, but you take my grumpiness over Bishki's ice, ice, Minnesota <laughs> it's, coldness. It's too cold. It's too Lake cold. Lake Michigan, the depths of Lake Michigan. Oh, it's too cold. No, this felt like Cold Pursuit, kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> Another three-bone movie. <laughs> which is, which that I was did a not... wolf. I think I gave that a wolf. Yeah, I think no. we both gave I, that I went wolf. home and watched Fargo. Yeah. I remember that much. Listener, yeah. between me and you, go watch Cold Pursuit. It's <laughs> no. another really creative, fun, oh, fun yeah. revenge movie. You're going to oh. love it. doesn't take itself seriously at all. Oh, it's great. You guys are crazy. But anyway, yes, love and light. Love and and uh, light. we will live to AMC again. See you at the next Wick-type production. <laughs> nobody Wick. John Wick, nobody. John Wick v. Nobody, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> love and light, y'all. Love and light. Nobody does it better. 
It was tight. It was kind of tight. 